here, Jade. Isn't it great to sing some truths together? Some truths that are true because they're true and they're true. Love that. Please grab a seat. For those who have children of school age or preschool age or high school age, you'll know that the school term has gone back. There's a bunch of teachers in the room as well. Um, and lots of learning happens when, when people are in places like schools and preschools. And so as we read the gospel accounts and we read a bunch of disciples hanging out with Jesus, they too were learning. They were learning maybe not maths and English, definitely not English, um, but they were learning how to live, how to live in relationship with God, how to live in relationship with one another, how to live in relationship with their creation. And so I want to take just a few moments. Um, I'm going to have a slide on the screen. Jesus taught... Well, Jesus did many, many things. And there's a slide popping up that just describes eight of them. You might be familiar with some of these. Sorry, six of them. I can't even count. I need to go to school. So what I'd like, if you are a school-aged person, so whether that's preschool, primary school, high school, um, I need your input. So we've got six here. Jesus walked on water. Jesus multiplied food, so lots of people ate with what seemed to be not very much. He could control the weather, he could turn water into wine, he prayed, he could heal people. So if you're a school-aged person, so maybe anyone 18 and under, let, let's, let's do that. Um, can I see a hand, if you could choose one of these things, only one, only one that you would like Jesus to teach you how to do, who thinks they would love to learn how to walk on water? Put your hand up really high. Walk on water. Okay. Oh, yeah, that would be a good one. That's pretty good. Okay. Remember, you can only choose one. Hands down. Who would like to multiply out food? So you start with a little bit and you end up with heaps. Hang on. What? Oh, I'm going off my list. Sorry. Okay. I did say multiply foods. So hands again for multiply food. Walking on water is winning at the moment. Turning water into wine. Is there any children who would like to do that? Children. I knew that would happen. Okay. There's not many children who are keen on that one. That's fair enough. Um, pray. Right. Okay. Yeah, this one. Um, control the weather. How many of you as kids would like to control the weather? And it's not just kids. I know a lot of us are. Yeah, you guys are voting for everything. So that's a bit. And then the last one, heal people. Get to heal people. So actually, I think if I'm right, walking on water was the winner for our young people. Walking on water is the winner. That's pretty cool. It's just so, now some of you would know where I'm going with this. Do you know the only thing, so the disciples hung out with Jesus for three years, watched him do all these things. The only thing that's recorded in Scripture where the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to do it was pray. I find that fascinating. The disciples asked Jesus, check it out in Luke chapter 11, start of Luke chapter 11. Teach us how to pray. And Jesus' response to that question was what we 
commonly known as the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father, depending on you know, what tradition you grew up in. And when I was, had the privilege of being in Jerusalem a few years ago, um, we went to many, many churches, many, many sites, and one of them was a church at the Mount of Olives looking over the old city of Jerusalem. And in the courtyard of this church, there were 190 different versions in different languages on plaques on, on the wall of the courtyard. There's a photo of some of that here. So 190 different languages of the Lord's Prayer. So that, there's one example. There's another photo showing some more. I can't even read what those ones are. And then the guide that we had, an Israeli man, stopped us at this one. And this is the Lord's Prayer in both Aramaic and Hebrew. And most people would think that Jesus spoke in Aramaic. So this guide we had read the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic. And it was really, really fascinating just to stop and hear the words that possibly Jesus himself would have said in the way he would have said them. It was fascinating. And so I got thinking, there's lots of different languages. So I've asked three people, four people this morning, to come and share the Lord's Prayer in their native language. So can we start with Sandra? Can you come on up? And Sandra's going to read the Lord's Prayer to us in Portuguese. Pai nosso que estás nos céus, santificado seja o teu nome, venha a nós o teu reino, seja feita a tua vontade, assim na terra como no céu. O pão nosso de cada dia nos dai hoje, perdoai as nossas ofensas, assim como nós perdoamos ao quem nos tem ofendido. E não nos deixeis cair em tentação, mas livrai-nos do mal, porque teu é o reino, o poder e a glória para sempre. Amém. We got the amen bit. That's great, thank you. Um, Dalma, could Dalma come up? Dalma's going to read to us in Hungarian. Ti tehát így imádkozzatok. Mi atyánk, aki a mennyekben vagy, szenteltessék meg a te neved. Jöjjön el a te országod, legyen meg a te akaratod, amint a mennyben, úgy a földön is. Minden napi kenyerünket add meg nékünk ma, és bocsáss meg védkeinket, miképpen mi is megbocsátunk az ellenünk védkezőknek. És ne vigy minket kísértésbe, de szabadíts meg a gonosztól, mert tiéd az ország, a hatalom és a dicsőség mindörökké. Amen. Ramiro, can you come up and I think he's got it sorted, Roy. This will be good. Come on up. He's going to read in Spanish for us. Thank you. Vosotros pues oraréis así. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado sea tu nombre. Venga tu reino, hágase tu voluntad, como en el cielo, así también en la tierra. El pan nuestro de cada día, danoslo hoy. Perdona nuestras deudas, como también nosotros perdonamos a nuestros deudores. No nos metas en tentación, sino líbranos del mal, 
porque tuyo es el reino, el poder, la gloria por todos los siglos. Amén. Where's my friend Caleb? Caleb's going to come up and read in English for us. I reckon, can you stand up here so people can see you? Do you want to hold that or do you want me to hold that? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. In your, ki um, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Thank you, buddy. I don't know what it did for you when you're hearing something that might be really familiar to us in English in, in another language. And what I love about that, that as we unpack this prayer, it starts with our Father. And our straight away says that this is bigger than myself. This is our Father. This is your Father, my Father, And it doesn't matter where you were born, it doesn't matter where you grew up, it doesn't matter what language you've learned to speak, it doesn't matter what country you live in, this is our Father. And straight away there's a sense of unity amongst humanity as we come before the true and living God. Our Father. And then it's Father, this idea that God is not this distant being, but this is this personal presence like a fatherly figure who, who wants to love you and care for you and protect you and provide for you and help you grow and and shape you into the person that you've been designed to be it's a beautiful start to a prayer your kingdom come your will be done we're asking that god's kingdom the reality of how god wants all things to be we're asking for that to be true in our lives and in the little sphere of influence around us It's a beautiful picture. We're asking God, what do you want done and how can I be part of it? How can I let you shape me to be the kind of person that can be part of what you're doing in your world? We're asking to be, to be assisted because we need help with this. We're asking to be assisted to act within the flow of God's actions and God's mission in the world. Give us today our daily bread, we pray. And I love it. Give us. It's not just asking for me. Give us our daily bread. Again, it helps me focus on us collectively, not me personally. Give us our daily bread. And we're not just praying for food. We're not just praying literally for bread. We're praying for those things that sustain us. So it can be employment. It can be housing. It can be food. It can be... All those things that we just need to live the life that God's calling us to. And I love it how it helps us stay in the moment. Give us today. Not, not give us a, a warehouse full of stuff that we can use forever, but give us what we need today. Let us be in the moment. What is God doing right now that I can pay attention to? What is God calling me to do right now that I need to be obedient to or listen to?
And I reckon because it's asking to give us today, it helps us reflect and remember that yesterday, God did provide what, what I needed. Whether it's patience, whether it was an act of kindness, whether it was something physical. And I think it helps us be thankful and grateful. Because when we ask for today, we can immediately remember how God was faithful and provided yesterday and the day before. Forgive us as we have been forgiven. And I love how God includes, uh, Jesus includes this because if we are willing to freely accept the forgiveness from God, the only thing we can do when we freely accept that forgiveness and that grace is to willingly pass it on to others. And guess what? In life, in families, in community, we get many, many chances to pass that on. Don't we? And I love how this prayer, it's not a prayer just to repeat without thinking, it's a prayer to help shape a framework of how we interact with our God. And He's our God. We're in this together. I love that. And so right now, I want us to share communion together. Because it is about us together. That together, we can bring our attention to Jesus Together we can be thankful for what Jesus has done. Together we can step into the new covenant, into the new promises that Jesus has called us to. And together we can be the church and we're only the church because of Jesus' life, death and resurrection. And that's what we remember and celebrate at communion. So as those um, elements are handed out now, and I ask that as you grab those, if, you, if you're happy to, grab, grab some for your children, help them open them safely. And just, a, just as a disclaimer, we are moving back to our original type of communion soon. Ones that actually taste like grape juice. But as these are handed out, can I just encourage you to grab one for yourself, maybe for your children if you've got kids with you. And in a moment when we all have one, together we are going to remember what Jesus did through his death and resurrection, what he accomplished, what he's invited us into, And it is that unity, it is that togetherness. What Jesus did when he defeated sin and death and rose again, he did for all of us. So we don't have the right to think that we deserve it and someone else doesn't. We don't have the right to think that we can claim the benefits of that but not be willing to share that with others. This is a really significant thing that we are remembering and we are celebrating together and I love that we get to do it together so it looks like most people are closed remember you got to take the first little bit of film off to get to the little bit of cardboard and then the second bit of film off to get to the I think it's juice but regardless of what it is that's secondary they are symbols and elements for us to remember 
Jesus Christ, who he is, what he's done. Can I encourage you to take those elements now with your church family? And as we hear that crinkling and that chewing, you can't chew it. Let me pray this prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Jesus, we thank you for what you have done in your life, your death, your resurrection. We thank you for the prayer you have left with us. We thank you for the way it points us to you and it points us to one another. And so as we celebrate communion together as your church family, we want to thank you. We want to thank you and our response to you is one of you have given us life, may we give our life back to you for you to use for your glory and for your honour as you build your kingdom and your church. And we thank you for that. Amen.